Welcome. You've joined the Hedonism Show with Carol and David, broadcasting live from the world's most iconic adult playground Hedonism 2 on Negril Beach in Jamaica. Our show is here to help you achieve better, better love, better sex, and a better, more intimate relationship. Are you ready? Take notes and send us your questions. This is the Hedonism Show. Now, here are your hosts, Carol and David. Hi, everyone. We're Carol and David. Welcome to the Hedonism Show, broadcasting on location at Hedo 2 on the Grill Beach in Jamaica on the last Friday of every month. Hedo 2 is the world's most iconic adult playground, an all-inclusive paradise where you can turn your fantasies into realities. And boy, have we sure turned a lot of our fantasies and realities here at Hedo 2. It's the sexiest place on earth where you can get wicked for a week and be as mild or as wild as you like. The Hedonism Show is all about the pursuit of pleasure, and as usual, we'll be talking about sex, sexuality, relationships, and all the ways to spice up your sex life to live happy, healthy, and always horny. Absolutely. And before we get into the show, you know we want to take a moment to talk about our top waterproof blanket because nobody wants to sleep in that wet spot and squirt is hot until it's not. So if you're fed up with sleeping in that wet spot or having to change your sheets every time you have sex, then you need one of our top waterproof blankets. It's 100% waterproof and leak proof and it guarantees to keep your bed and mattress dry no matter how wet it gets. From messy massage oils and silicone lubes to all sorts of other sexy wetness, just throw it in the washer and dryer and it comes out looking like brand new. Search Amazon for Top Waterproof Blanket and order yours today. That's T-O-P, Waterproof Blanket. Great sex starts now. Sure does, and so does today's show. All right, here we are on the Grill Beach. You know we're Carol and David. This is the Hedonism Show. We are just having such an amazing time here it's sunny it's hot it's sexy and um, you know we've done about 20 Hedo shows to date and there have been so many iconic people that have come through this property over the last 40 years but there's one in particular that we've managed to actually tie down well no that was last <laughs> night in the playroom but um, Carol, who do we have with us today? We have uh, Captain Sir John, and he's been coming to the Hedonism Resort since the 70s, and he's been here over 80 times, and I think he has stopped counting. But celebrating their 40th anniversary, Hedonism is building an historic exposition to share their journey as the world's most iconic adult playground, and it would not be complete if we didn't get a chance to interview Captain Sir John. So in the beginning, well, thank you very much for spending time and coming here with us today. Uh, it's definitely my pleasure. And we're sitting here with uh, Captain Sir John. Yes. And two of his absolutely gorgeous friends um, who are wearing some absolutely sexy lingerie. Do you want to tell us who your friends are? Uh, this is my uh, love, uh, Elena. Uh, she's uh, Ukrainian and Armenian. She's a lawyer in Russia. And this is uh, Julie from St. Petersburg, Russia, living in New York. Wow, you are a lucky man to have these two beautiful women on either side of you at all times. At all times, absolutely. <laughs> you walk into a room and we can't miss you, that's for sure. <laughs> and they've literally been on both sides of him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, your uh, history at Hedonism goes back beyond these two beautiful ladies. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what it was like here in the beginning when you started coming here and why in the 1970s? Well, I first came in 68, five years after they filmed a James Bond movie right here on this, uh, this beach right here in front of us. And um, 
I used to stay at the Sundowner Hotel, and I was really enjoying watching the construction going. It took several years to build it. The Grill Beach Villages originally. Just remind us again which James Bond movie it was. It was uh, Goldfinger. And a friend of mine, um, Miss Rita's husband, uh, they were a German couple that owned the Sundowner. It was the only hotel here, and they didn't have any electricity. Um, and uh, so it was uh, quite interesting to hang out here. The beach was totally empty. The, the lights, there were no lights in the grill, just uh, fires on the beach. It was really, it was really an amazing time. It was time. really like Gilligan's Island. Oh, totally, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, it was it had a beautiful atmosphere to it, and... Um, and I, I enjoyed the reggae music. That's really what brought me first to the 60s and uh, the people, very unique people. And, and, and Jamaica really is all about the music, the dance, totally. and the food, right? Absolutely. And there's spice in all of those there's things. There's spice, absolutely, <laughs> yes. So tell us a little bit about the community. You like the people, obviously. You got to know them. You're living here, mm -hmm. uh, and you, you, you felt uh, some sort of comfort being here, I think. A connection with them, yeah. Yeah, very much so. I mean, this was the, the late 60s, the 70s, and it was a different world back then. And uh, the people really gravitated towards me because really not many uh, people from the States were coming here at all. It wasn't the touristy thing it is today. And uh, so I, I, I make friends quite well, quite quickly, and... Uh, and we just, uh, you know, I got in with the locals. I stayed in Red Ground. I used to uh, spend like $3 for like a bed and breakfast and everything. And uh, with Mrs. Brown, she was a lovely lady. She made the best banana bread and, and uh, mushroom tea and whatnot, you know. And so you witnessed the building of uh, the hedonism. Was it called hedonism back then? No, no. Uh, it originally was uh, called the Negril Beach Villages. And, um, and I remember the most thing I was impressed with is the big round windows uh, in the swimming pool so you could see underwater. So I really was quite impressed with that. I've never seen that before. And so did you start coming here and staying at this hotel right from the beginning? Yes, I was here for the grand opening party in 1982, which I still have the original t-shirt. It's really a very odd material, and you could tell it's the, the real deal. And uh, yeah, I was coming here then. Uh, a friend of mine, uh, he was the manager uh, of Negril Beach Village. His name was Basil. He was a, uh, a little Jamaican guy, really cool, and uh, he was a good friend of mine. And he was the first manager. And then I believe it was Kevin Levy and Joe Smith, and then Kevin Levy again. Now, Captain John, one of the reasons people come here is for the spectacular beach. Back in the 70s and 80s, was the beach as beautiful as it is today? Oh, yes. Uh, just as pristine. It was amazing. Uh, very natural and uh, whatnot. But technically, they, um, it was a more seaweed and whatnot, and they really took care of that a lot. And has know? it always been as calm as it is now? Oh, yes. Uh-huh. It's yeah. okay because it's a big bay. I oh, think yeah. That's it's, big bay. it's one of the beaches that we go to that you can actually put a floaty in the water and go to sleep. Yeah, it's yeah Correct, so and you don't have to worry about ending up in Cuba when you open up your eyes, <laughs> <laughs> right? But um, a little known fact, um, this was called Bloody Bay here. Oh. So, I mean, of course, oh, where are you going on holiday? Bloody Bay? No, you don't, you know, somebody changed the name, you oh, know. Okay, to but the it was Grill called, Beach. Yeah, it was called Bloody Bay because the whalers used to come here back in the 1800s and, uh, and process the whales. And uh, so it would be because a sheen of blood. Because it was probably so, so calm that they could then process the whales here. They well, wouldn't have to worry about being out in the sea. Well, yeah, it was very uh, sheltered harbor from the northeaster winds mm. and whatnot. Yeah, mm. but it was called Bloody Bay and uh, had a lot of pirate history, especially wow. Savannah, you know, Lamar and Port Royal uh, across the way. Now, one of, one of the, the benefits of coming to Jamaica is that 12 months a year, the weather 
stays Perfect. almost identical, plus or minus five degrees throughout the whole year. Yes. And it's outside of that hurricane um, Gulf Stream or yeah. whatever you want to call it. Correct. So it, it's, you can, when you book a vacation here, you can almost always be guaranteed great weather. Absolutely. Yeah, I've never, uh, you know, had a bad, you know, weather week per se. I mean, a day here, a day here through the years. But no, the weather is consistent because it's quite close to the equator. So. so when this resort changed from being the villages into the hedonism resort, when was that? That was 1982. Okay. And that's uh, when um, the owner at the time, Isa and um, uh, Moon, uh, they, were the, they did the building and construction as well as uh, to turn it over to a swinger resort, so to speak. But it was more like a naturalist, but it evolved immediately into So swingers. a naturalist meaning people who like to be naked, but yes. not totally into the changing or swapping their partners and not really into that sexual Correct. activity. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. And, w- and we know that hedonism too, that there was never a hedonism one. Right. Correct. That got Isn't confused, that right? Yeah. There was hedonism three, which right. I was uh, fortunate enough, they um, hired me to uh, do the uh, closing party, me and my good friend Lexington Steele and a few other porn stars, the, we um, we went there and we did the closing party and we did a and I Q and A I'm sorry question and answering uh, thing on stage and we got <laughs> some of the most interesting you know connections you know like what are we doing here and how do we got into business and you know We're some of talk our talk about your sex life a little bit later <laughs> in the show but let's get into you know um, Hito two. Um, yes. As it started evolving in the um, early and mid 80s, um, w- how did they advertise? How did they get people to come here? Or was it like the same era of Woodstock? And well, it, it's almost like, uh, you know, under the radar thing at the time because you right. got to remember there was no computers. Right. So it was all word of mouth. But we were, you know, people, uh, we were very well connected with other people that enjoyed that type of a life. And the, the word got around quite well and it just kept building up, building up, building up. And it's so unique and it was so beautiful that uh, it really took off quite quickly, you know, quite quickly. And so you yourself came very often, I understand. You yes. came more than once a year to oh, Jamaica? Oh, yeah, absolutely. He yeah. still comes more than I know, right? lots. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> the playroom last night. Yeah. <laughs> We'll talk about that later. <laughs> and so when did it actually start with the swinging and swapping? Was that right at the beginning or did it just slowly, gradually get acceptable as um, a, a swinger-friendly resort? Well, in the 70s and 80s, it was full-blown party. Uh, and orgies I mean, everywhere. Yeah, everybody was really ready, uh, you know, to let loose. I mean, you know, the era, you know, the decade of the 60s and everything, free love. In the 70s, the decade of decadence, uh, I... I was uh, in New York uh, all the time uh, because I lived in New Jersey. And uh, so Studio 54, Regimes, Copacabana, I mean, you know, of course, and the uh, first uh, swing club, the biggest in the United States, uh, was, of course, uh, Plato's Retreat. Yeah. And that was amazing. And so we would talk amongst ourselves and we would get groups you know, and, and go. find out how where can we go in the yeah. sunshine and do yeah, this instead. Yeah, exactly, yes. because it was quite cold in New Jersey how, in the winter. How different was it? having sex back then versus having sex now with all the pubic hair that everybody <laughs> had then. Yeah, I, it that bothered me. <laughs> uh, yeah, my teeth, you know. Uh, but, uh, you know, it was quite the norm, you know, but I really enjoyed uh, clean-shaven girl uh, when it started getting in, you know, into the norm. But there's a couple of girls from different countries like Norway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and they don't not. shave? Yeah. yeah now, no. now, we know 
you and we've spent some time with you and we know that you had a history in the porn industry. Yes. Was it the porn industry that started shaving and getting rid of all the pubic hairs mm. um, or was it more something that came from Brazil because we know it started in yeah, Australia? Yeah, brilliant. Probably Brazil uh, mm. and then it just took off in, uh, in the industry as well because you could uh, it found, a lot of men found it more erotic and you could also see a girl's uh, her lips private parts and, her and uh, it was exciting you know yeah uh, so um i think uh, that's how it evolved absolutely all right i know i went sideways here. <laughs> that's <laughs> okay that's okay well uh, i love a shave push. as time yeah. went on and you continue to come here um and it got more and more popular it seems to be mm -hmm. did they start adding more buildings because there are a lot of buildings did you see the growth of the actual resort well yes uh they put on more buildings and more outbuildings and whatnot and uh because they put a lot of money that was like a really major thing back in that time it would probably at the time uh 10 15 million which is like you know 50 million yeah, today yeah um but yeah then they uh expanded expanded and of course and yes when harry took over harry lang and um he purchased it from the original owners and he uh did a fabulous job he's put a tremendous amount of money in it and a lot of upgrades uh and he knows what good is you know he's mm -hmm. he's a well-groomed guy very smart and so it's used to be called the nude side and the prude side yes. we don't call that nude and prude anymore but at the time it really kind of meant that if you were on the prude side you weren't really interested in the sex part of it you really wanted to be a naturalist or not or keep your clothes on correct and the sex side is where they had the nude pool and that's kind of where the orgies were going on in the nude pool describe a little bit of that era and the types of people that you would find on the nude side and the prude side yeah you would find uh very nice um, people on both sides, but you know the one group, the uh, naturalists, they just didn't have the mentality to cross over, and, mm -hmm. you know, to you know for openness and play. But being that I'm a Cretan Greek and born 1950 and a child of the 60s, and I'm a biker, a Harley guy, I mean, it was like so natural for me. But I, I want to know. Um, Carol asked a very, you know, generic vanilla question. Mm -hmm. I want to know because we've been swinging for 13 years, and the um, um, extremeness of sex outside in public orgies, foursomes, morsoms has really gotten diluted over the last 14 years or 13 years that we've been swinging. When you started coming to Hito, and yes, there was the prude side and the nude side. On the nude side. Describe to us some of the sex that you saw that happened at the pool. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, it would, you could he just watch. He saw it happen or he participated in it. Well, 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 both, yeah. But uh, you can see how people, like, evolve. You know, they just the strangers and they look at each other and they gaze and they come over and introduce themselves. And, and it just, it just goes by step by step, generally. And, uh, and next thing you know, they're playing because they were, we were very young back there and, and very attractive people. But what's very yeah. cool with what you just said, and we know, um, you know, in the 80s and 90s and early 2000s, when people were actually having those big orgies right at the side of the pool. Totally. You could have your cock sucked, yeah. you could have your pussy licked. There was girls squirting, there was everything going on. Yeah. People were still asking. There was still that um, ask first, there was still respect, there was still consent, which swingers and people in the lifestyle have had forever. I want to know why. Why? People in the lifestyle have always understood that respect and consent is so important. 
Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, first of all, you're not going to get anywhere like with me. You know, I usually have an entourage of beautiful ladies with me. And I mean, if somebody <laughs> doesn't respect me or one of my ladies, I mean, they're immediately you know, out of the circle and uh, there's no way. But um, there's some, it's, you have to really uh, know uh, the lifestyle to really read things because for instance, uh, I know so many people here, and I'll be going up to the girls and grabbing them, playing with them, we'll do this and that, and I'll go one after another after another, like in, in a few moments, and people see it, and they'll, enter, um, they'll, they'll think of that as it's just these girls are just easy and want everybody, but no, we're just lovers for many years and playmates, you know? Right, exactly. So, uh, and and you when know. you're new in it, sometimes you don't really know oh, that that's the case. Yeah, you can't identify. But you have to kind of learn, yeah, right? Oh, that yeah, way. yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And for, and for sure, if you're not happy or if you're causing drama, you're yeah, just not oh, no. going to get any great sex at no, all. No, totally. But no, the people, is, the resort is filled with fantastic people. I mean, it's just... Uh, really good good people and we've we, you know formed very deep uh, friendships you know like uh, businessmen say you know deals aren't made in the office they're in a, on a golf course right well you could you know multiply this a hundred times over because it's much more intimate you know everybody's on the same ground as far as you know naked and so just hold that thought we're going to break for a moment say hello to some of our sponsors and we'll be right back after this so, you know, people have been asking us, what's changed after four years of doing the podcast? Well, a lot has. But to be honest, the orgasm gap still remains a challenge for many couples. You know what I'm talking about. Men tend to finish before their female partners. You've heard us talk about Promescent for years. Their urologist-developed FDA-compliant delay spray can help men last up to 64% longer without loss of sensation. And it's great because promescent is quickly absorbed into the penis and it doesn't transfer to your partner. And speaking of your partner, I think we can all agree that sometimes women, even when alone, still have challenges around reaching orgasm. So now, promescent has created a female arousal gel. I love it. It's a clitoral stimulant that she can rub into her clitoris for increased pleasure and a lot more satisfaction during pretty much any type of sexual activity that you can think of. Absolutely. So now they've got promescent delay spray for him and arousal gel for her. So basically, they're closing the orgasm gap on both sides. And remember to check out their amazing lubes as well. Yeah, trust us. Try these amazing products and you'll thank us later. Seriously, just write to us at ask at carolandavid.com and tell us how it went. So try Promescent today. Just go to the website www.promescent.com. That's P-R-O-M-E-S-C-E-N-T dot com. Yeah, and now, and especially for a limited time, if you enter Sexy Lifestyle 15, you'll get 15% off every order. And remember, tell your friends too, that's Sexy Lifestyle 15 for 15% off. All right, we're back. This is The Hito Show. We're Carol and David. We're having a great discussion here with the iconic Captain Sir John and um, two of his beautiful girlfriends. Um, his entourage. His entourage, <laughs> even better. And we're talking about um, Hito, the history, way back before Hito was Hito. We've spoken about the 60s, the 70s. We've gotten into the 80s. Let's chat a little bit more about um, Hito and how it's moved forward. So, Captain John, you've brought here with us a photo of when you were here in Jamaica at some point with some of your friends. Mm -hmm. And, of course, Jamaica is known for its marijuana and its growth of marijuana. Tell us a little bit about the history that you know about the Jamaican uh, marijuana trade and, and do you see it here at Hedonism? Yes, uh, actually, um, 
Harry did a fantastic job. He put a uh, a store here, <laughs> and he has everything, edibles and whatnot. It's first class. You could purchase products all legitimately and high quality and not worry about anything. So. But that's, that's just recent. How was it, like, yeah, way back, back then? Oh, well, we had uh, the locals that would come by boat or walk along the beach and, and sell anything you want, you know, mushrooms and, you know, sensamina and, you know, marijuana and every, anything you wanted, yeah. And there still are those guys that walk along the beach. Yes. How long have they been doing that? Oh, since they were children. <laughs> I've seen some of them when <laughs> they, they were, were like 12 years old. and they're like. What has Johnny got on his now. t-shirt says, if I don't oh, have Johnny, it, I can get it, yeah, right? Yeah, no, Johnny's you know one him of from the many baby? characters, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You but, were mentioning that that's not something you partake in. Is there any specific reason? No, I just uh, always wanted to be different all my life. So uh, back in the 60s, everybody did any kind of drugs and, and alcohol and everything, and I never... I uh, took a liking to it. Oh, I, my, I it. my thing was always sex. You know, oh, I just enjoy I get it. having sex with beautiful women. David's the same. He's never tried any drugs never. ever, and he doesn't even drink alcohol never. for the last right. two years. Yeah. So, you yeah. know. Glass of wine occasionally with dinner. That's my advice. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, no, I yeah, It's always that. a good one, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the number of times that you were coming here to Jamaica, you also got to know uh, the airlines and the Jamaican air, and you were telling us a story about they were even had fashion shows. Oh, and my gosh. And you met Johnny Cash on, on one yeah, of your trips I, yeah, over here. Yeah, I actually sang at 40,000 feet. I sang one of songs to him i'm on a, the aircraft and it was air jamaica back then and the the stewardesses used to do fashion shows with uh, really beautiful colored material dresses and whatnot and it was very nice to break up the flight uh, which was only a three-hour flight from new york and then uh, one time i noticed uh, johnny cash and roseanne his wife and his daughter and everything and i just got up and, and sang a ring of fire to That's him so fun. and he laughed so hard were they on their way to hito they were on no <laughs> i wish but no he uh, actually uh, owns a beautiful mansion by rose hall mansion in ocho rios and he loved jamaica so much i mean he did a lot of concerts for him and donated monies and everything nice. You know, so well, yeah. these days, of course, there's so many uh, visitors from around the world, not just United States, oh, yes. but around the world, uh, including some of your friends are coming from different countries. Yes, and, Russia. Uh, yeah, Russia's the biggest one. influx. Italy's another. Mm-hmm. England's another. So, I mean, de- Germany as well, too. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. So it's kind of fun to see an international flavor here. Totally. We're enjoying the Jamaican culture, mm-hmm. the openness of the lifestyle. And so now if we're talking about moving forward into the 2000s, let's say, that's kind of when Terry Gould wrote his book about the lifestyle. And that's kind of when the term the lifestyle came out. And people said, oh, that's what you call it. So it's not just swinging and swapping and orgies. Key parties. But yeah, it's key parties, it's right. More, that was the old. It's more like, you know, exploring and uh, sharing and yeah. and being an exhibitionist or mm-hmm. being a voyeur. Uh, so did you see the clientele change as the times were moving into the 2000s? Yes, uh, yeah, just more acceptable, you know, they weren't outcasts or, or like extremists or whatever some people would call us. Uh, yeah, it, it more uh, very much acceptable. You've seen that it was a wonderful thing and you know, and yeah, it really took off. And uh, now the biggest influxes are uh, Russian friends and European, mm-hmm. but uh, mainly the Russians. They mm-hmm. uh, all the swing clubs around the world. They they're pr- 
primarily Russian people. Uh, right, and I guess a lot of people of our audience may, might not realize this, but I mean, the swinging lifestyle in the United States and Canada is very different to what it is in Europe. It's much more open, much mm. more raw, I would say, in Europe. in Europe, and compared to the United States. So we get that influence when they come here and visit, and we get to see new things and new practices. And uh, I think it's just exciting that we can share all sorts of different types of lifestyles uh, here at Hedonism, where it's open-minded and we can do whatever we like. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, Europe, they're very extreme. They're Especially the Germans, they're really, you know, really rough. Our movies do not sell uh, well in Germany because they like really hardcore stuff. Uh, where, um, and in Amsterdam, uh, one of our favorite swing clubs we go to is called Fun for Two. It's, a, it's like a Hugh Hefner's mansion converted into a swing club. And it's beautiful. And an ugly person's a nine. <laughs> you know, you got these Swedish girls, you know, uh -huh. five foot ten, blue eyes, blonde hair, and legs from here to there. I mean, they're just they're wonderful and uh, very open people, and a lot of fun. And and one of the things I guess that's so cool about um, hedonism is you can be as mild or as wild Correct. as you like, and that's what they—that's how they advertise the property. Absolutely, and that's rightfully so. Uh, it's uh, no pressure on anybody. There's no stress. I mean, it's just—that's uh, why I always encourage people to come uh, and to experience it, and they are just so amazed uh, they're thinking they're gonna be under pressure or whatever i mean julie's a perfect example we met uh, four years ago in a normal club in new york and uh and you know i introduced her to it and no uh, she's taking it to like a fish to water excuse the expression it's but she like loves that. it i kind of feel it's in your blood or oh it's my not god kind of, right yeah yeah well, well she'd be the best one to yeah you know, tell you the details that I know, when when we discovered the swing lifestyle we kind of fell into it and we said we found our tribe like this is where we mm -hmm. feel comfortable, comfortable with yeah. people who are open-minded who like to try new things and sometimes your kink is not my kink but i'm no, happy for you or yeah. vice versa you're happy for me so kevin john things have changed over the years and all sorts of different and new groups have started coming to yeah. hedonism as we were saying it depends on what you like um so talk a little bit about some of the groups that you've seen come here and change um, throughout the years yeah mainly um well it was primarily american here 99 percent, and now it's uh, about 50 percent europeans which is really exciting they bring uh, a different character and adventure and uh style to uh, the scene here which is very very nice i mean again now we have uh elena here uh, i brought her into the scene uh like 12 years ago and uh, I could tell she was really, she really was curious, but she had very jealous boyfriends and, and husbands, and uh, they wouldn't allow her to be herself. So, uh, but I've seen it. I mean, I'm a very instinctive guy. I'm a good hunter, trapper, fisherman, and businessman, and, and I'm very instinctive, and I knew she was perfect. I mean, you could, you could make a movie of our first date. I mean, oh my God, you guys are pissing your pants. <laughs> now, now, we always say that the lifestyle is um, very conducive to women exploring their sexuality. And did you find back in the day that it was more male-oriented and now it's more the woman driving um, the sexual experience in the lifestyle? Yes, because uh, back then it was like, almost prohibited for a woman to be like alpha woman mm -hmm. where the male uh, dominated it i've never you know really felt that way but uh most people did and uh, yes the men would like kind of like be pushing them or uh promoting them whereas uh now the girls are primarily running the show as a matter of fact a lot of girls they kind of hold it against me uh because they control everything <laughs> and i'm from the old school and uh you know and i do it in very nice manner but still you know 
I'm calling the shots, so to speak. Now, Elena, is that true? Does, does, does he still keep control, or when you're with him, do you get to say what you want? He's not control, but he controls the situation. So I'm absolutely relaxing because I know uh, that I will get the guy which I want. Mm -hmm. I show him this guy. He checked this guy. Mm -hmm. If he is good, he has uh, equipment. He, and after that, they, I can play with them. So. I'm in control mm -hmm. of the orgy, but he is, I can say, security control. He takes right? care of makes you. It, makes it he, happen. It's very mm -hmm. easy, very relaxing, because you know nothing bad happens. No, like, uh, sloppy guys, like uh, sometimes somebody, somebody yeah. behind uh -huh. you, yep. some, some drunk people. No, everybody eliminated. He is amazing in this job because he continue to play, able to play, enjoy, and have security. Yes, I, I that's like, awesome. I like that because our relationship is very similar. Um, you know, I'm the more gregarious, outgoing person, and we look at couples and we look at, okay, who do we want to play with? And Carol's the one who says, yes, I want to move forward. And then after that, it's like, okay, Carol talks to the other woman, and is, are we all in? And great, and as we go through the foursome or moresome mm. or orgy, I'm always keeping my eye open to make sure that, you know, Carol's being taken care of and in a safe, uh, sane, mm -hmm. um, sexual mm -hmm. orgy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he is a loop boy. He is a, uh, <laughs> no, uh, he prepared. I mean, for me. He's taking for good me. care of you, for I me. see. Right, yeah. yes. He always have a loop, condoms, towel, and he looking and my, we know like each other movement. If I'm comfortable, even I can move one way, he know this guy, I don't need it. So he remove them and I pick up that guy which I want. So it is amazing. And so if ever you have a hole that's not being taken care of, he's the one that fills that hole. <laughs> oh, it's he's always like after, after big, big orgy, he always, we always finish with our romantic scene and in the morning he nice, like nice. hey yeah so, so it so is gave a lot of a lot of motivation to be here so captain john talk a little bit of, about what elena just said about after you have sex and mm -hmm. after you've been in the orgy and obviously being in the porn industry you are the director and you mm -hmm. know what you want to see and you know what you want um that visual to be what type of conversations do you and your lover have after you've been with multiple people? Um, you mean as far as uh, Just critique each other? Yeah, or yeah. Uh, what you've learned? No, I mean, everything's kind of, uh, it's not really thought of out or anything. It's all automatic pilot and very smooth. And you really don't, people don't sense I'm controlling the scene or maneuvering, but I am, you know. And uh, so it's not something some people it's feel. It's the silent director Yeah, it's really you. the best strength. I mean, you know, I'm an alpha male, you know, all my life. And, uh, I, but, uh, you know, I don't have to be walking around with a big stick. It's back home in the closet. If I need it, I go back <laughs> home, go up in the closet, get this. No, but, uh, you know, when... Would you describe me like that as well? Uh, what, that you're an alpha male? No, that, you know, I'm behind the scenes directing. You definitely sure like to direct, yes. I'm a very visual yes. person. I know what I want to yes. see. And sometimes... And I count on it. Like Elena said, I count on you being there for me and then I don't have to worry. I think that's oh my half... God. You can just relax so and have fun, right? Yeah. yeah, you feel so secure, yeah. so relaxed. And uh, he, like, uh, 
John, like other couples who is a couple, they know what the partner want. So it's right there. It's, yeah. It is it's amazing. Beautiful. And being Greek, uh, having your back gives it a whole new meaning, you know? <laughs> yeah, but I like that. So listen, I know wait, that. Wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> it's funny. I, I mean, I like it. It's wait, a wait. joke. It's a good so, joke. So here is it's a joke. come through the porn industry, and his next career is yeah. going to be in comedy. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Well, I'll tell you, the point of view, I was... Um, uh, actually got in it in um, when I was discovered in Plato's retreat because again I was my life was groomed being I was a biker and everything and I was very used to crossing swords with guys and gang bangs and and whatnot way before and um, and I was discovered by uh, this one fellow he had uh, it was called um, after midnight uh, a production company and he's seen you know I was having sex with like 13 different girls in one evening and it was a normal and uh, I was one of the few guys that were really able to you know stay hard and I was a you know well hung guy and uh, it was nothing for me I mean you gotta remember I was 27 back then I mean you're looking at me now at almost 71 you know and I'm perfect Elena is he still able to keep it up and satisfy you oh my what? god he's <laughs> like uh I cannot find another man like him. Mm -hmm. He's uh, number one for me, and he he can do it everything. Like the guys, 20 years old, 40 years old, wherever they cannot keep up like him. <laughs> so they and they know this, and they, we have a lot of friends much younger than we are, and they always say, "Oh, Captain John, how can you do this?" <laughs> in, uh, we have. Mm, Russian friends who call them Rasputin. Ah, fun. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a clean living and pure thoughts, I guess. You oh, know? that's what it is. <laughs> no. He, he, he's never drink, so it right, is right. keep that him is healthy. Yes. yes. It's yes. No, sex and yeah, alcohol still, um, is not going together. Right. Yeah, I still don't do any drugs, Viagras, or anything like that, but, you know, you know, like Julie and uh, our girls, uh, that's my Viagra. It's beautiful girls that are, and yeah. I don't care if they don't know anything about sex, but they make up for an enthusiasm, you know, <laughs> or they lack in experience, sure. which is not necessarily the case. But uh, so I think this is a good segue into the playroom. When you first started coming, of course, there was no playroom, and no. we were playing uh, in the pool, in the hot tub, um, on, the beach. on the beach, yeah. in the room. Oh, yeah. You know the drink sex on the beach? Yes. It started here. <laughs> it started here. Yeah, I'll bet. Yeah. So now that there's a playroom and it's under the stars, etc., is that where you guys go? Do you like to play in the playroom? We, yeah, all over. It uh, depends. Uh, again, you know, again, we're very instinctive and we pick up a vibe from groups. So we can see people on the beach or in a gazebo. But of course, uh, we gravitate there in the evening. And of course, it's like automatic. There's just so much energy. wonderful, beautiful people and fantastic energy. And and uh, I just uh, and I love uh, I get I, there's this one couple here. Oh my God! I had to go up to him I, because I'm not a voyeur. I, I, you know, I'm not going to go to a football game if I'm not a quarterback. You know. Right. But let me tell you, I've been like twice. I, I picked up on them. They were. Um, uh, having sex one time by the hot tub and one time in the orgy room, and oh my God, her the way she contorts her body and her you know her toes are you know just curling and her body language and her facial expressions because to me body language is everything you know not like oh oh yeah fuck me harder I mean that's great but it's combination with the body language and oh my God it's just like I I had to go up to them and and I was being cool I mean staying like eight feet away and just being silent and 
just watching them and just studying them, but they were amazing. There is something to be said for having sex in a room with other people having sex. Yeah, absolutely. You that energy. It, you smell it. Yeah. You see it. I mean, all the senses get activated. And I remember we were on the Bliss Cruise and the playroom on the Bliss Cruise. There's like four or five hundred people in the playroom. And one woman started having this big, big orgasm. Loud, loud. And as she was coming, all of a sudden, another woman started coming. And a guy came and another one. It's contagious. Oh, totally. Oh, yeah. And so is the sexuality and the energy. And like you're saying, you know, you're watching this couple. You don't necessarily have to play with them, but that energy transcends into the person that you're with, and you have even more sex. Your cock gets harder, her pussy gets wetter, and you keep going. And there's so many times we've been in the playroom where you end up with round two and round three just because the visuals keep you motivated and excited. Absolutely. That's why I love to, you know, know the people like when my team are together, like 20 people, 15 people, which uh, we do organize quite often. And um, when the energy is there and I'm comfortable with everybody, that everybody's safe and having a good time. Wow. I mean, I'm beyond superstar. Seriously, I don't mean to sound braggocious, but I could go for hours, hours, hours. Whereas if you get people that are, you know, any drama going on, whoop, yeah. I can't, yeah. I can't get hard, you know? Let's just hold on to that thought because we're going to need to take another little break. We're going to shout out to one of our sponsors. This is The Hedonism Show. We are Carol and David, and we're going to be back right after this. We won't how, be long. How cool is it that one of our show sponsors is Hedonism Resorts in Jamaica, where we are right now. It's one of our favorite places to hang out naked on the beach. And it really is the sexiest place on earth where you can be as mild or as wild as you'd like. And as you know, we are here at Hedo. We've escaped winter 2021. We're going to be here till March 26, broadcasting live on location. Most of the time naked because that's what we do when we're here at Hedo. So come on down, join us for a week or even more. And you could even be a guest on one of our podcasts. We love everything about Hedo from the delicious Jamaican food and the amazing award-winning entertainment staff and all the sexy, fun and erotic guests. So join us here as we get naked on the beach. Go to thesexylifestyle.com and click the Hedo link to book the sexiest and most erotic vacation ever yeah come on down here meet us maybe we have a whole bunch of other friends coming down we have dr nancy sutton pierce we have kim and brad and you know it's just a great place to be and the cool part about hedo is you need a negative COVID test to get on the property so you know things aren't the safest everywhere but it's as safe as safe can be all right we're back you know we're Carol and David. This is the Hedo Show. We are on location at Hedonism 2 on Negril Beach in Jamaica. Another spectacular day as it is 12 months of the year. And we're sitting here with an icon. We are sitting here with Captain John who's been here for, we're not even going to say how many decades. And um, we've been having a great conversation about his experiences, uh, Hedo, how it's changed. We just spoke about the playroom. Yeah, and one of the things that I was like curious about is because we're here in Jamaica where there's some beautiful big black men and they're famous for their big black cocks. And I'm just wondering... Hold it, hold it, hold it. Do the women have <laughs> big black clits? They absolutely do. They absolutely do. Yes. All right. Uh, we often see those single gentlemen, locals, come into the resort and they... Um, I guess it's because it's a fantasy that a lot of women have of taking in a big black cock. Tell me your point of view about the locals and their big black cocks. Okay. Well, um, yeah, uh, quite a few of my friends, uh, they're the locals. They're, they pick them, handpick them very well. They don't just let anybody in. 
and uh, they do a good job. They're really very handsome and well-built and everything and real gentlemen. So the girls could enjoy them because they do realize that a lot of girls are here for that. It is a fantasy. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I bring occasionally Lexington Steele with me here, and I love trolling with him. I just walk behind him with a wheelbarrow, <laughs> and I make Harvey Weinstein look like a saint. <laughs> I mean, oh, how many audition couch? So, you know? Elena. Do you have these fantasies or these wants about having one, two, three large cocks? Uh, I don't have a fantasy because John was uh, ahead my fantasy. I don't like. I don't know. He asked me what would be your fantasy. I don't know. I don't have. But have you had a very large? Absolutely. Cock? I have my first uh, Menage de Trois with uh, Lexington Steel. Okay. Mm. And. Uh, it's a, John said it's going to be look good, looking good on your resume. <laughs> <laughs> Were you able to get his whole cock in your mouth? Yes. No. No. No, no not no. in my mouth. No. no. I have one playmate that but took him. By the way, even though All he's away, a yeah. huge, he is a professional. He not hurt you. Mm -hmm. So he is perfect. Now, when he fucked you. Did you almost feel it in your throat? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. By the way, it was a two guys. Oh. Yeah, we, we menage a trotter. Oh. They menage yeah. the trotter. It was first At time. At his home in L.A. I mean, that's a, a yeah. book in itself. But I'm, I'm a big fan of... Uh, big cocks? Big cocks. Mm -hmm. Big black cocks. Yeah. I think in they have a special uh, natural ability, different with a white white man no offense to i love white men too but they're different is it because their bodies move differently ah uh, their hips you know they're great every, dancers yeah too. everything everything by the way it's not like every black guy no is great. no no no, I get no. It. it's the same like not every white guy is good the same not every black guy yeah. is good but Yes, over here they are like have some selection wherever it is. It's the water. They, it's <laughs> <No> water. <laughs> they're great and I'm a big fan. And John always uh, give me a good selection. So, Han, what happened when you had that really large cock? Did you enjoy it? Like, Absolutely. Like you couldn't get more than his head in your mouth, but when he fucked you? Oh, like, yeah. What more, was more, more. Like? Well, I mean, I just love that. Mm -hmm. And so. I don't even know what the feeling, I don't even know how to describe it. It's just something that turns you on so much. I was squirting and screaming and, and it was wonderful. And it was, yeah, definitely different. Um, but it's not something I want every day. I like it as a special treat myself. So, I like yeah. it as a special treat. So yes, definitely. And I, I, I just like that feeling of being overpowered, even though he's not going to hurt you, but you want to be overpowered and, and, and he pull hard on your hips. I, I like that. And Captain John, as a visual person, does it turn you on watching the women that you're with getting fucked by a large cock? Oh, well, in general, yes, uh, because I organize uh, orgies and gangbangs all the time, like usually on a weekly basis, not only here, but back home in uh, New York, New Jersey. And do you invite um, guys with AWCs like me? I have an average white cock. <laughs> um, would I be invited? Probably no. <laughs> no, no. He was you'd thinking be, about it. You'd always be welcome to be my wingman. Invite the fun. Yeah, just yeah. yeah. Size well, is not matter because everyone have a different taste. I love you. And and they and they, so and they, and yeah, they bring no, uh, totally something true. to the table. Everybody right. really is special, right. you know. Yes. The most important be fun, no drama, 
and um, that's it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Got to agree with that. And so let's keep moving on to the history of the Hedonism Resort. So as we move along the decades, and now maybe we're in the 2010s, a whole lot of things started changing once Harry Lang bought the place. But of course, you're aging now. I notice a whole population of hedonites, I don't even know if that's the word, but uh, regular hedonism guests keep coming back and coming back. And our age groups are changing. But did you find younger people are still coming too? Uh, yes. Uh, yes. And actually, um, uh, Harry designed a certain uh, situation where, for instance, March, he designated one week for people, I believe, under 30 years old. You can't young be swingers. over 30. Young yeah. swingers. And that's a great concept. And it'll nurture a whole new Future. group of people, you know, yeah. and, and, and focus on the college, you know, students and whatnot. So, but uh, it's really cool seeing the people that have been coming here and there's some that have been here a hundred times a hundred and twenty times and they they've aged i mean there's a group that come here that comes here that's called the bubbly bears and it's people over 70 and you know what more power to them we want to keep fucking until we're in yeah, our 70s absolutely. and 80s and there's always compatible people for everybody here at hedonism and over time the way you have sex here changes as well. How have you seen, as people age, um, the different ways that they play at the pool, they play in the playroom, maybe they're not in orgies as much? Correct. Uh, you know, they generally most of the people slow down a bit. Um, but it's, um, they have their weeks that they come here. Uh, like, for instance, you know, January, the entire month, so you get a lot of repeat people. Right. So you see old friends from all over the world, and we just naturally all come here. Uh, that particular time to get together and meet again, you know, and we just unbelievable uh, friendships uh, you develop through the years, you know, it's really amazing. I mean, we invite people to come visit us from all over the world and they invite us over. I mean, it's just uh, it's no other group of people. I mean, you don't get invited over somebody's house for dinner until us to come for right. a week. You know, it's, right. it's, it's so important that you just said that. Because we've been talking about hedonism and we've been talking so much about the sexual aspect of it. But really hedonism and swinging and the lifestyle in general is about the people. And you were just talking about you come back here and you see the same people again and again. And you might not talk to them during the year. No. But some people come back the same week, year in and year out. They're going to be here. You're going to be best buddies for a week. You might suck their cock, fuck their wife, do whatever, be in an orgy with them. And you go home. You don't talk to them for the whole year. You come back and it's like they were just here yesterday. Yeah, I'm going to add it. We have a couple of friends, not a couple, a lot of friends here who is not swinger. And they just come in every time, uh, in, in many times in the year, during the year, just enjoy atmosphere and we are big friends with them even though we never fuck we never uh, do anything sexually sexually but they become our friend we're coming to their house i repeat it we become best friends i think in there is uh, almost all our best friend they are swinger because yeah. we just call um, cut this chain which usually people who doesn't have this openness trust, yeah. mm -hmm. opening so mm -hmm. we oh, people have a grandchildren already yep. yeah we grow up together 
and this is amazing in another another generation coming yeah, it's in really about the people and the and the friendships you make over and the you're journey. right the generations are changing up and growing up into this open-minded but but I'm really finding a lot more of the younger people who are today okay to be bisexual they're okay to be uh, they want to be a lesbian for a week they want to be uh, bisexual for a week or, or even gay for a week so it's fluid. okay yeah. to change your mind to try something new it, it doesn't matter anymore so it's a very different than your younger generation when you were young and it was this sort of hippie and Woodstock and totally. and trying the drugs but you stuck with the sex some people are yeah. like really loving the sex now too I, 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 it's a yeah. different scene well, but it's still that exploring and curious scene yeah so as I mentioned I was got into adult film uh, industry in the late 70s and I did so well with my first film residual wise uh, that I bought my first Rolls Royce with wow. the money and uh, so I was strong into the scene for about 15 years and I uh, got married to a beautiful German girl. She gave me three beautiful children. And, um, and I was like retired for about uh, 10, 15 years. And I was rediscovered here by a German company called Steroid Films uh, in 1995, 98, something like that. And uh, they, again, they just seen me in action and uh, they couldn't believe it because I was so different because they were very, you know, Germans are very... Um, uh, hardcore, right? Well, not only hardcore, but they're just kind of proper, you know. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. And uh, and I was just like out there, and you know, I was something they could never be because they're just so you know like you know like proper and kind of straight, even though they're wild sexually. And um, and they asked me to come uh, to Belgium that Jan that February it was about a month later, and um, I went there with uh, my girl at the time, Isla Mia. She's a became two years top international porn star penthouse magazine three times playboy twice so she had all the credentials and uh we we arrived there and i called him from downstairs and he asked me where am i i said i'm downstairs he came down he's laughing he must have invited 200 people he said and nobody ever came and here it is captain john shows That's up funny. i got off the plane i had jet lag and i made my you know first uh, movie with him at that point amazing so let's get into the harry lang yes generation uh, I mean, we know um, Harry saved hedonism. Totally. Um, eight years ago, it was about ready to go bankrupt. They were going to rip it down. They were going to build a standard resort over here. Let's talk about some of the changes that Harry has put in. Um, there's the wine bar. There's Hito Wido. Um, there's, there's all the renovations yeah, of the cigar lobby bar. And the rooms. Yeah, but one thing that stands out, I mean, the rooms he did a, did a beautiful job with. Uh, he put millions and upon millions of dollars in this resort. He upgraded. He's got some wonderful first-class chefs working here. And the uh, food, oh, my gosh. Harry knows what good food is. He's eating at the finest restaurants in the world as I have. And uh, they're really doing a beautiful job, but yet keeping that Jamaican flavor, you know. And, and all the alcohol here is top shelf. Top shelf, yeah. No, he doesn't. Yeah, no. There's, there's no seconds. And no. There's no different classes of um, tiers of or, guests anything, or anything. All it, the guests are right. treated the naked. same. Yes. Old yes. Naked. <laughs> Old guests naked. So yeah. Exactly. And no, no judge. And That's an cool equalizer right yep. there. The cool yeah. part about Harry is he's still one of the guests here. He oh, I know. The place. I know. And he's still around. And you can always around. find them all afternoon in the nude pool with whoever. Oh, Taking yeah. his turn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it's a beautiful lady there, uh, always with him. Uh, and the uh, the shows are uh, they're starting to rival Las Vegas shows. It's uh, amazing. Yeah. The talent is amazing here. So every night there's great shows, great bands. 
Um, but, you know, as I mentioned, the food upgrades, the room upgrades, they have so many events. They have a, a, a gym that's second to none, yep. yoga, they have everything. Belly dancing. Yeah, Winston was really given um, a carte blanche to go out and get costumes and to create it. And Winston is also an icon. He's been here for Absolutely. how many years. We'll be interviewing him also in our history. journey. We will, but journey. he's made the evenings a very different experience. I mean, the fetish night... Um, that happens every Wednesday. Um, the show that he puts on and the outside entertainers that come in is world class. You could see that show in Vegas. And a world, world winning. Class. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, one of the things that we cannot not talk about is the staff. And you must have met uh, every single staff member absolutely. from day one till today. Uh, talk, talk to us about how the yes. staff and how come they keep their jobs, they love their jobs with all these well, naked people here. Well, some of the staff have been here 25, I know. Years. Oh, more, yes. Uh, it's oh a my special gosh. person who has to deal with naked people, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they're local people, which I love, you know, from the grill in Montego Bay or a local Lucy, parish. Lucy, yeah. Lucy. And, um, yeah, I became quite good friends. There's not a day that goes by I don't thank them so much for all their efforts absolutely. and their work. I really appreciate them so much. And they're just wonderful people and just very gentle and, you know, very, very nice, uh, like country type people. And, mm -hmm. and uh, they really work so hard. Oh, oh my gosh. For sure. Always smiling. Very Always genuine, smiling. Yeah. yeah. Just, and they'll do anything for you. Yeah. I mean, oh my gosh, you know. From housekeeping to bartending everything, to serving, everything. everything that they do here is spectacular. Raking, you know, getting your chairs, your towels. I mean, the service is amazing here. And, and even during the pandemic, they didn't lose their jobs. Harry took no, care of them. Harry, They're yeah. all working here. The place is immaculate, clean 10 times over just because there's yeah. few people, but a lot of staff. And yeah. he's kept them all employed, and it's spectacular. And regardless of the pandemic, it's a very safe place. Mm -hmm. We've been coming here for so many years. There's been so few little incidents. People understand, respect is paramount here. And there's always someone around from the hedonism staff keeping an eye open. And, you know, it, it's funny because there's the nude side and the clothing optional side, which used to be the prude side. But at night when they have that amazing pizza um, over at the nude yes. pool, if you're coming over there and you're wearing clothes, security is going to come by, tap you on the shoulder and say, excuse me, excuse you me. need to take your clothes off. Like, what other place in the world do you get in <laughs> trouble for being having your clothes on? I know, it yeah. is funny. Amazing. Yeah, it's very funny. And tell us about, uh, Elena, about your experiences late at night over in the hot tub and do you have some stories to share? It's so many stories. I, I, I just um, mentioned when I just arrived here and from the beginning, I was like shocked. It is paradise. It, there is no other place in the world like like Hedonis where everything including weather, uh, ocean, nice atmosphere, fun, people. Always, it's never, never again you they, find they it. They say it's the world's most iconic adult playground. Yes, for a good yes. and we, we travel a lot. We we travel just for fun, attended a lot of place, but there is no place like like Hida. Yeah, and then they s when you come and you check in, every single person is welcomed home. Uh huh. Oh yeah, and we sure feel it. Yeah, Capdag, I mean, we go there uh, in the summertime, but it's only good for three months of the year. Right. 
and that's in the south of France. We rent a villa there, and there's 30,000 swingers there. <laughs> but it doesn't have the warmth or anything as uh, as Hito does. I mean, honestly, I mean, I've been asked this question so many times and been on talk shows and radio shows, and people uh, approach me. And uh, Hito is my our number one best vacation every year, and we come you know, several times a year. Yet they always they said, welcome home. Right. That's welcome. right. And you feel here, like, there is your family. So as we wrap up this um, iconic show, <laughs> okay. so we've gotten into so much history. We've heard all about Hito. Um, Harry, um, on a show a couple of years ago, told us the, the history of Hito, so go listen to that one. But Captain Sir John, tell people one reason why they should come to Hito. The freedom. I mean, the freedom. It's just uh, you could be free to do whatever you want. You know, and they it's all inclusive, so that's a wonderful thing. You're not reaching in your pocket, and uh, you know, just the mainly freedom really covers uh, a lot. I think that's a great I word to I to uh, talk about Hito. Um, I could add uh, respect and just sexy fun. They call it the pursuit of pleasure here. Uh, Carol said where you can be as mild or as wild as you like. Yes. It's one of those places you can come to explore your sexuality. Like we said earlier, you don't have to swing. You can come here and have a great erotic experience just with your partner. You can watch, you can participate, you can show off. Um, you can do it on the beach. You can do it anywhere but the dining room. Yes, you cannot have sex Or you in can just be room. naked no. if that's what you want. And you can just be naked, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Elena... Captain Sir John, thank you so much for being here. We're going to have a lot of fun with you over the next couple of days. And, uh, you know, we know you come back on a regular basis. Thank you for being out there promoting uh, one of our favorite and sexiest places on the planet. And I'm glad that we were able to capture some history from the guy who's been uh, here for so long, from the beginning. Yeah, thank absolutely. you for sharing all those stories. That was one iota. That's nothing. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much, Captain John. That was an amazing show. And so for everybody out there, please remember to stay safe and healthy and follow the suggested protocols issued by your local health authorities. Wash your hands, avoid touching your face, practice physical distancing, and please wear a mask. Wow. The end of another great show and another amazing guest with so much information about the 40 years of Hito. Captain John, it was an amazing having you here today. Thanks so much. And we also want to thank all our listeners for being there week in and week out. And join us again next time for another hour of The Sexy Lifestyle, talking about sex, sexuality, sexual health and pleasure, and all the fun ways to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny. Well, that's it for our show today. It is definitely time to get naked on the beach. Carol and I send you lots of love and great sex. And please stay safe. And of course, stay sexy, everyone. Until next time. Thank you for joining Carol and David for this week's edition of The Hedonism Show. We've got another one lined up next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The weekend is just around the corner, so try something new, spice it up, and you just might have the best sex ever.